All right, let's get the party started. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> okay, for our first podcast, we wanted to talk about the unsolved murder of Dorothy Jane Scott. She was born on April 23rd, 1948, to Jacob and Vera Scott. Uh, she was a single mom, and in the 80s, she lived in Stanton, California with her son, Sean, and her aunt, who was her roommate. Dorothy and Dennis, who was her son's father, they weren't together, and according to several sources, uh, Dorothy, Dorothy's ex lived out of state in Missouri during this time. <clears throat> so Dorothy didn't date much, and she was like a devout Christian. She spent most of her t- free time with her son, like with her family. She didn't go out on dates much, and everybody said she was pretty much a homebody. But in the early 1980s, Dorothy Jane Scott had begun receiving phone calls at work from an unknown man. She said that the voice was sort of familiar, but she was never able to really place him. She let her know. He let her know. But he let her know. <laughs> he was following. He was following her wherever she went and would describe details of her daily activities to prove it. She didn't stress too much about the phone calls at first because in the beginning, the caller would talk about how much he adored her and would confess his love for her. However, over time, the nature of the phone calls began to change. As if creepy random phone calls from some weird perv wasn't bad enough, the jerk started leaving her gifts, which is extremely creepy. It's so creepy. He would call her and go outside and tell her that he left a present, which turned out to be really weird shit. Like a dead rose <laughs> on her car. Ew. No. No, thanks. Not at all. Obviously, Dorothy started to get freaked out by all these phone calls so much that she began taking self-defense classes and close friends said that she had considered getting a handgun. Which I heard she hated handguns, too. Yeah, because she was, like, really... She didn't want her son to find them, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the calls kept coming now, and the caller began threatening her life, saying things that he was going to cut her up, and she would never be found. According to the True Crime Diaries coverage on the crime, the caller was quoted saying, Okay, now you're going to come my way, and when I get you alone, I will cut you up into small bits, and no one will ever find you. What? What in the actual fuck is what I wrote? <laughs> what in the actual fuck? Because that's like, so true. That's creepy. I would, I would know goodbye. And that's know. before caller ID. That's before yeah. any of that. Like because that was in the eighties, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pay phones mm. and call and hope they're home. Oh, exactly. So the night of the disappearance, um, Dorothy was seen alive, or the last day she was seen alive was May twenty eighth, nineteen eighty, which was the last the last. Bleh. The last time she was the seen alive. The last time she was seen alive. I can't speak. Just fire me now. Um, <laughs> she, she had dropped Sean, her son, off at her parents' house and headed into work to attend a meeting. Um, this is when she noticed that a fellow employee, Conrad Bostron, was looking very ill. And at some point, she was like, dude, we need to get you to a doctor, like, now. She convinced Conrad to let her take him to the emergency room. And a co-worker, who was uh, Pam Head, offered to come with him. And on their way to the hospital, they stopped by Dorothy's parents' house to check on her son, Sean, and to let her parents know that she was going to be at the hospital with her coworker. Which means she was really responsible to let them know, like, this is where I'm going to yeah, be. Yeah, she's not going to just so disappear. If you need something. If something minor, like a trip to the hospital, is going to prompt her going by there, like, I'm sure she would let someone know she was just going to disappear. Right. So then uh, the trio headed for the medical center. Dorothy and Pam waited while the doctors inspected Conrad. 
A while later, it was determined that he was suffering from symptoms related to a black widow, 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 black widow, black widow spider bite. (laughs) All right. That was hard to say. While Pam and Conrad filled his prescription, Dorothy ran out to get her car and pull it around the circle drive. But when Pam and Conrad went outside, Dorothy wasn't there. So they're like, what the hell, Dorothy? Come on. (laughs) The two waited nervously, like scanning the parking lot for any sign of Dorothy's car. Finally, they did see her coming, but her car never slowed down to stop. And I think it's funny that they had the high beams on, like trying to blind Mm -hmm. them as they like hauled ass out of the parking lot. um, So that whoever was in the parking lot wouldn't be able to see who was behind the wheel. And Pam and Conrad watched as the car raced out of the parking lot and down the street. Pam said that they ran after the car, waving their arms, but it never slowed. And they just stood there watching as it drove out of sight. Not sure what had happened or if Dorothy would return. They waited for a couple hours before they finally called Dorothy's parents and then the police. For whatever reason, the police didn't seem to be alarmed until several hours later when Dorothy's car was found in an alley about 10 miles away from the hospital on fire. There was still no sign of Dorothy. Days after Dorothy went missing, her mother Vera received a call from the same man. The man asked, are you related to Dorothy Scott? Now, is that not creepy? (laughs) Please don't call me. (laughs) When when Vera, (laughs) she said yes, the caller said, I have her, and quickly hung up. After her disappearance, Pat Riley, the officer of the local, oh, the the editor, editor... Jeez, we can't read. I'm saying. Of the local newspaper, the Santa Ana Register published a story regarding Dorothy's disappearance. Shortly after the story's release, Pat received a phone call from a man claiming that he had killed Dorothy and revealed details about Dorothy's disappearance that no one had been able to make or that no one has made public yet. So it had to be someone that had to be involved. Yeah, inside. Yeah, the mincing calls to Dorothy's parents continued every week for four long-ass years. So every day on Wednesday for four years, this piece of shit called called her mama. Taunted her parents. Each time reminding her that he had killed their daughter. And other times he claimed she was still alive. So just straight up toying with her. Police tried tracing the calls without success. The, The stranger never stayed on the phone long enough for the authorities to be able to identify him. The mystery ended on August 6, 1984. So sad. After four long years, a worker found Dorothy's remains. The coroner couldn't de- determine how she died after the discovery. Jacob and Vera received one final phone call for the assumed killer. He simply asked, is Dorothy home? Oh, what a dick. That is creepy. I hate that so much. Sorry. <laughs> so Jacob and Vera never received any more phone calls. After their daughter's death, but both died before learning the killer's identity. So sad. Today, this case still remains unsolved. Uh, I read on a crime blog that her son has investigated his mother's death because he was really little. So, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, apparently, He's there was potential now, suspect. Sure. Yeah. But, no enough, but not enough evidence for the arrest. If this individual did kill Dorothy, he won't face justice in any courthouse because he died of cancer in 2014. That's it. Oh, that's if it was him. If it was him, yeah. Right. Because they do believe, they kind of do think it was one of the guys that worked, that was worked. for her. And we kind of come up with a theory about that, too. Because she had that, it was like the scarf that she was wearing. Remember yeah, the story about the scarf? She, I guess when she came home, was it 
she was wearing a red one or she was wearing a black one and changed to a red one? Um, I'm going to look it up so that we can find out and just to be sure. Because she had changed scarves and it's... it's, it's yeah, it also important. Why. It's also Make important sure. to like note that her father, the company she worked for, her father used to own it mm-hmm. and had sold it to another um, individual or something like or another entity and... But Dorothy continued to work at this head shop, um, but she worked in the back office. Nobody really seen her, but um, I just wonder if there was, like, some bad blood or, Yes, and you remember know? the one of the times the caller called and the dad and answered. And the dad answered. And he hung up. Which makes me wonder, did the dad recognize his voice, Because he would have recognized his voice most likely. If it's the same guy they believe that did it, but they can't prove. Exactly. Because first you have to prove how she died, and you they couldn't prove how she found I know. or how she died because they found her, but she was buried on top or no, a dog was buried on top. Of oh her. yeah. There was animal. Um, there yeah, was dog, dog bones remains. buried on top of her bones, Yep. which her and the dog died at different times. So who knows? That's so weird. That's that kind of creepy up, like, that someone else he put the dog there on top of her, like maybe. some years later. So that, yeah, a cadaver dog comes and finds, they it might like, just, Oh, just dug up the dog. Bone. Hey, I didn't think of that. Ooh. Um, and so it says here, like, the investigation, like, Sean's dad, they looked at him as a suspect, but he he was not even in the state at that time. So they com- they completely, like, ruled out him being a possible... Yeah, because he was yeah, way off. Like, he couldn't just run there and run back. No, he would have like, had to fly, oh, like, here. and he was, like, accounted for the entire time. Um, a lot of her co-workers were also questioned, and... It's because she worked in a back office. Like, she didn't get to interact with customers much. And so, they didn't think and that she they She never going, went out. Right. So. No, she was always at home. And she didn't date. And they, everybody that knew her said that her whole life was her son. So, and the con- and conveniently, they never stayed on the lo- line long enough when the, the calls were coming in. The perpetrator didn't stay on the line long enough for anybody to trace the calls, which is just sucks. And they called every Wednesday for four years. That's so terrible. It's just really terrible. So I can't find the whole thing about the scarf, but there was a there was something about her wearing that scarf, and she changed scarves when she yeah, went to the parents' really house. Yeah, they never really said the like the significance. But of we the kind scarf, of were wondering. Though. I know, and I, I wonder why that was brought up. But um, maybe oh, he wouldn't notice her yeah, as no. much or something. Maybe because he knew she was wearing, and the he one was color. always watching her too. And I feel like I yeah, kind of feel like it was someone and... that was in the meeting, maybe because that somebody that was in the meeting with her that night might have known that she was going to the hospital mm-hmm. might have known that know she would be going out to get the car at some point you know or just that'd be an easy pick off because that was before you had surveillance cameras everywhere well so. and she said she kind of she recognized the voice kind of but she couldn't place it right so i wonder like it just makes me or a so customer creepy. that came in there regularly yeah it could be a customer maybe that, she went to school with or something maybe someone that had like a crazy mail in or it, you never can Yeah, tell. a delivery guy of some exactly. sort. Well, it was really sad because her dad placed an an article in um, the paper, and it's I'm going to read it right now. It says, Missing Daughter, Dorothy Jane Scott. The uncertainty has been taking its toll on the Scott family when the register first wrote on June 12th that Miss Scott of Stanton had disappeared from the parking lot of UCI Medical Center on May 28th. Mr. and Mrs. Jacob Scott of Anaheim were stoic. The light at the end of the tunnel was growing dim, Scott said. But when he was strong, his wife was strong. On Monday, Scott broke into tears on the phone. That's so sad. 
this far down the road, if we can just get the body, if that's what he's done with her, killed her, maybe we could go on and live a normal life, he said after composing himself. Scott's trying to appeal the man who called the register the day of the first story appeared. That man, who talked to the managing editor, Pat Riley, said he killed Miss Scott. He claimed to have been in love with her, killing her in jealousy. The police feel the caller was not a crank because he provided information that very few people could have known, such as what she was wearing. Miss Scott had driven a co-worker to the medical center for treatment of an arm infection. The caller knew the arm was infected as a result of an insect bite. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that part either. Weird. Now Scott is appearing or appealing to this man who claims to be a killer. Now I don't know what this guy wants, Scott said. If he has really ever had any love or compassion for her it just seems that, like the decent thing to do to give her body to us so she can have a good christian burial burial that's not too much to ask is it that's so sad that is sad. so that was the the article that um was placed in the paper that prompted the call to the editor so right because at first they wouldn't count her as missing person because yes then because she's an They're adult like, well, maybe you have she, to be gone mm-hmm. for at least 48 hours before the police are even willing but the only reason they did investigate is because they found the car. Someone else called in the car fire. Exactly. And they found out that was her car. Exactly. And that's the only real reason why they started to actually. Otherwise, they look probably for would. Her. It would probably just be a freaking missing persons case. Still. Yeah. Just unsolved. I mean, like she vanished. Yeah, she just she vanished because there's no finish. body. Until well, yeah, way until later, way you know. Yeah, many years later, because they were building and happened to dig her up. Yeah, that's just really sad. So. Well, this is a short one. This is just our first story, um, but we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did and look forward to many, many more. Many, many more. Cheers. Signing off.